Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Great to be with all of our listeners again today. So glad to be able to open up God's Word again and dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit further, learn a little bit more. And that's important for our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We want to encourage you to encourage others to listen to this program so that they can grow in their faith, so that they can learn more from God's Word, so that they can come closer to Him. We also encourage you to go to our website and tell everyone else to do so as well. And that is churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We keep saying we're not after people's wallets. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when the person signs up for a podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their smartphone or whatever other smart device they choose, they'll automatically receive these radio programs Monday through Friday. Search the scriptures. It'll automatically be there on their smart device. Free. Always will be free. But they'll also receive a lot more teaching from God's Word. Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons. And what I really think is a jewel to keep us in God's Word when a lot of people say, you know, I just don't have time to sit down and read that much. Well, we podcast a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, called Today's Bible Class, seven days a week keeps us in God's Word every day. About 13 minutes, we can work that into our busy schedules, can't we? On the way to work in the morning, way home from work in the evening, lunch break at work, taking a break from our chores at home. Well, we're out walking the dog. We can take our smartphone with us and, and listen to a podcast while we're doing that. You see, 13 minutes, we can almost always work that into our busy schedule. Keeps us in God's Word. But while at our website, you can also download and listen to hundreds of sermons, and also you can download and read and study through hundreds of articles that are scripturally based and spiritually focused. So churchofchrist.com. Now, if you're in the Omaha area, come and worship with us, study God's Word with us, grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Bible classes, again, begin 9.30 on Sunday mornings, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock, we come back together for another period of of, uh, Bible study and worship. And on Wednesday evenings, middle of the week, good time to take a break, get our spiritual batteries recharged. Every Wednesday evening, 6.30, we come back together for midweek Bible classes. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street. Come check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Grow spiritually with us. We look forward to it. We're going to get back into our study about the best source for real self-esteem. And we've talked about how our culture in our country right now is trying to push a mindset down our throats that is counter to really developing good self-esteem because they seem to that cultural mindset seems to be seems to be emphasizing surface level superficial kinds of things such as good looks 
physical appearance, wearing the right clothes from the, that have the right tags on them, uh, financial status, professional accomplishments, social standing, moving in the right social circles, knowing the right people, and the list could go on and on. But those sources, again, are pretty superficial, surface-level stuff, and basing our self-esteem, our sense of self-worth, that's what self-esteem is, how I look at myself, how I feel about myself. Well, if we're basing our self-esteem on those kinds of surface-level matters, then we're ultimately probably going to be left unhappy and unfulfilled and dissatisfied and feel empty and even depressed. What do you do when you get older and you don't have the same looks? What do you do when something happens and you lost your job and you don't have the financial status anymore? You see, again, the counters to those things that we've listed, they can go on and on as well. What do you do when those are gone or they're altered? No, real self-esteem, good self-esteem, God, our relationship with God and Christ are the source for meaningful self-esteem. That's where it's at. In our, in our relationship, in our right relationship with God and Christ, that is the best source for good, meaningful self-esteem. Why? Because God is good. God is righteous all the time in all of his works. We talked about that. Numerous scriptures. Psalm 73, verse 1, God is good. Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 100, verse 5. 135, verse 3. 145, verse 9. Lamentations 3 and verse 25. Nahum 1 and verse 7. We could go on. All of those say the same thing. The Lord is good. Daniel, in Daniel 9 and verse 14 said, The Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does. And again, we could go on with scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. Talking about how and assuring us that God is good all the time. And so he made us unique from everything else that he made. He came to what I call the crown of the creation, mankind. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. He made us with a soul. Nothing else did he make with a soul. A spiritual being or a spiritual essence within our physical identity, our physical body. A soul that is eternal, that goes on forever. Nothing else did he create like that. Nothing else did he preface the creation of by saying, let us make that animal or that animal in our image after our likeness. Only man. So when you're thinking about, are you worth anything? You think you're no good? You think you're too low to look up? You think you're like chewing gum in the sole of somebody's shoe? Not worth anything? Think about how God made you. He made you in his image. He made you in his likeness. Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27. And he created you 
along with mankind in general, to have dominion over all the other animals that he created. In fact, over all the earth, verses 26 and 27. In Genesis 5 and verse 1, this is the book of the genealogy of Adam in the day that God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He made him in the likeness of God. And only mankind did God make in his own image, in his own likeness. Zechariah 12, verse 1, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. He made you in his own image. In the image of God, he made you. Interestingly, when we look at James chapter 3, in verse 9, we read, With it we bless, speaking of the tongue, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men. Well, blessing our God and Father, that's good use of the tongue. Cursing man is bad use, misuse. But then he goes on and says, And with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. The similitude of God. I like that word. It simply means the likeness of God. God made you special. He made you unique from everything else that he created. Now, when I said, you know, what is the source, the only source for true self-esteem, the, the best self-esteem, it's our relationship with God and Christ. If we're walking them in, with them in faithfulness, obedience, on a consistent basis. Now, God is the creator, but Christ was right there in the creation, in the creating process with God, creating everything that was created. In John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, who is the word there in those three verses of John chapter 1? Verse 14 tells us, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word is Christ. Christ. Jesus was there in the beginning with God, doing the creating with God. And so I say our relationship, if it is a right relationship, a faithful relationship, an obedient relationship, according to the teachings of God's word with God and Christ, then that relationship is the only source for meaningful self-esteem. And you need to stop and think. And you need to stop and realize and appreciate how God made you. Again, you don't have to be the most stunning-looking guy, the most beautiful, gorgeous woman. You don't have to be of the right height, of the right weight. You don't have to be somebody who has the most perfect complexion, the most stunning hair color, the most shapely 
physical body. All of that, again, surface-level stuff. It's just appearance. But you think about the inward spiritual aspect of you as a being, as a person. God made you special. In spite of what might be physical flaws in your eyes or in the eyes of people around you, you're special because of what, how God made you. He created you in his image with a soul so that you can look forward to being with him in heaven forever if you live in faithfulness and obedience before him right now. Second, while you can have good self-esteem through your relationship with God and Christ, and that's the only basis for truly good self-esteem, God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. Have you thought about that? He didn't send his son to die for lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> he didn't send his son to die for bluebirds and cardinals in spite of their stunning beauty. He didn't send his son to die for the porpoises or the fishes of the sea or the whales. He didn't send his son to die for the insects that crawl upon the earth or that fly through the air. He didn't send his son to die for any of those. He sent his son to die for you. And that makes you worth a great deal. John 3 and verse 16, perhaps the most familiar verse of Scripture in all of the Bible. For God so loved the world, and that's you, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave you that opportunity. Now, just saying, I believe in Jesus, that's, that's not what is really being talked about there. Because if you go further in the third chapter to the very last verse, verse 36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. You see, real faith in Jesus is obedient faith to God's teachings through Jesus Christ. John, the apostle, wrote in 2 John verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in the doctrine, the teaching of Christ, now that would include all of his teachings as well as just believing in him, and to live in those teachings, to live by those teachings, it's to be obedient to those teachings. He who does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15, if you love me, and the sense is if you truly love me, 
keep my commandments. You will keep my commandments. You will be obedient to my teachings. So it's not just saying, oh, I believe in Jesus. It has to be a belief, a faith that is put into action through obedience. Obedience, service, dedication on an ongoing basis. But God sent his son to die for you so that you could have that opportunity to live with him forever in heaven. An amazing text of scripture. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. For when you were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. I've known of a couple of different people in my life who donated a kidney to a brother in Christ who was not related to them by physical blood, but they were their brother spiritually because they were fellow Christians. They'd all been baptized into Christ. Now, think about that. A person is perhaps facing death maybe imminent death because their kidneys are failing. And here is another person, not a biological brother or sister or mother or father or grandparent or cousin, but a spiritual brother or sister. And they step forward and say, take one of my kidneys, put it in him, put it in her, How would you feel if you were the recipient of such incredible grace and benevolence and love? Romans 5 and verse 6 again. When we were still without strength, Christ died for the the worthy, for the good folks, for the deserving. Uh -uh. When we were still without strength, From a spiritual perspective, what is the wages of sin? Death, Romans 6 and verse 23. Oh, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, that same verse. So here in verse 6 of chapter 5, Paul says, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Well, that would be all humanity. Because you see, we can't be godly in and of ourselves, on our own, by ourselves. In fact, in the third chapter of Romans in verse 9, Paul said, there is none righteous, no, not one. In verse 23, he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm sorry, that was verse 10 in in chapter 3, the first. And then verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Christ died for the ungodly. Now, what does that mean? He died for you. You think you're no good? You think you've done terrible things? God sent his son to die for you, for you personally. Paul goes on in verse 7 of Romans chapter 5, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. 
Oh, but God goes far beyond our human reasoning and logic. Verse 8 says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Huh. Verse 10, for if when we were enemies, enemies of God because of our sin, if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Reconciled to God, redeemed, forgiven of our sins through the death of Christ on the cross for us. Now you might say, you don't know what I've done. I've done horrible, despicable, despicable, evil, wicked things. And I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about a whole lifetime of them. You don't know how bad I am. Surely God would not forgive me. I don't know what all you've done, but God does. And that's why he sent his son to die for you. He sent his son to go to the cross for you. He knows what you've done. He still wanted you, still wants you, to be with him in heaven. And that's why Jesus died for you. See, that makes you special. God counts you special. He created you in his image. After his likeness, he equipped you with a soul so that you could have the opportunity to come to him through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, confessing your faith in Christ, Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, and being baptized so the blood of Christ could cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. God loves you that much. He knows what you've done. That's why he sent his son to die for you. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus, speaking to the apostles, but the effect is to all of mankind, today. He said in John chapter 15 and verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. He laid down his life for you. You can have good self-esteem if you will come to him in obedience and thankfulness and dedication and live your life for him. We'll go a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be with you forever. Thank you for creating us special. And thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunity to look in the mirror of our life and have true self-esteem because of what you've done for us in loving us so much and sacrificing so much for us and giving us the opportunity to come to you 
for forgiveness and salvation in Christ. Please help people everywhere see this incredible opportunity so that they can really have self-esteem, the best self-esteem. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.